heart's cry is that the Lord would just pour his spirit out. And that we could somehow catch the wind of that spirit, you know, with our heart, with our life, and just move with him and flow with him and be with him. And man, that's our prayer. And I believe that's exactly what God wants to do over us this year. He wants to pour his spirit out on us. As we reach out this year, we're dreaming, we're dreaming of a thousand names written in the Lamb's Book of Life in the next thousand days and also written on our roles as we would disciple people. We're dreaming that dream and I was so touched to see Pastor Messer there. He's 83 years old, you know. He just had his birthday. This is uh, past a week and he still looks good though. 83 and he still looks and sounds like Papa. He's, he's my pastor. He's been the only pastor I've had since um, 19, a uh, long time, 40-some years. He's been my, <laughs> my pastor. I've only ever had one pastor in the last four decades, and that's him. And, of course, he's all of our pastor. We love him, and we honor him. But I love his thought. You know, 2020, we sowed in tears. 2021, we're going to reap in joy. Wow, I receive that. Amen. Don't you? Look at your neighbor before you take your seat and say, I'm, I'm receiving that one right there. Amen. Well, what an amazing conference. I felt in my heart this was going to be the best conference ever, just down in my soul. And uh, especially the Saturday session. I, I never remember us having a session like we had yesterday where Mitch took us so deep into our projects. We really were able to, to you know, delve in and hear things about the works we're doing that we just never heard before. And hearing from so many of our uh, partners around the world is just so precious. And that's what it takes to win the world. It takes a partnership. It takes going and giving. It takes uh, the workers and those who send the workers. It's a partnership. And that's how the world will be harvested in these last days. I truly believe we are in the last days. And I believe the sign of the end of the world is the harvest. That's what I believe is the sign of the end of the world. Others are looking at the devil and 666. I'm not. I'm looking for the harvest. That, to me, when you see the church rising up, harvesting with all of her passion, then you can know redemption is drawing near. Amen. All right. Would you reach your hand out towards me, please, and pray? Father, I feel so honored this morning to be able to speak, and I ask you to please just speak not only to me, but through me as well. And Lord, I thank you for the miracle that's in this house the miracle of generosity, the miracle of, a, of others' focus. What a miracle you've, you've birthed in the heart of this house. I also thank you, Father, for the faith promise strategy that has helped us, Lord, to give intentionally, to give passionately, to give in faith. Thank you for, for this. We think about these projects, Lord, and these nations, and we just pray this year we could do every single thing that you have put in our heart to do. So we love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Also very, very special to be in people's homes today. Isn't that an honor that you would have us? I don't even care if you're still in your pajamas. It's just great to be there. We're cash. We're cash. So wonderful to be in your home. While you're enjoying a cup of coffee, the rest of us are wishing we were enjoying a cup of coffee. But uh, I want to start today with Ephesians chapter 1. 
and verse 3. This is where I'd like to begin my talk this morning. And I just love the first word of this verse, blessed. Man, isn't that a good word? Blessed. Are we blessed? Look at us here in Australia. Man, how blessed we are. I mean, if you were going to have a year like 2020, wouldn't you rather have it in Australia than any other place in the world? I just, blessed, blessed. So the verse says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Blessed, blessed, blessing. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Blessed. It's just a good word in your mouth. Say it with me. Blessed. It's a good word. Blessed. And then 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 in the Amplified Bible. For you are recognizing more clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his astonishing kindness, his generosity, his gracious favor, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich, abundantly blessed. I like the amplified version of that passage. Abundantly blessed. Blessed, 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 and abundantly blessed. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 11, being enriched in everything. Somebody. Blessed, abundant, blessed. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness which causes through us thanksgiving to God. Enriched in everything. Blessed abundantly. And then in Deuteronomy, chapter 28 and verse 6. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. Man, I'm blessed coming and going. Inside and outside. In the upside and the downside. On the onside and on the offside and even in the broadside or the blind side. Blessed, baby. We are blessed. <laughs> Amazing. And in, Proverbs, in Psalms chapter 68 and verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The God of salvation. Somebody. No, Selah. <laughs> Every day. In every way, come what may, what can I say? Me and my brother Tyel, we are too blessed to be stressed. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency and all things at all times you may abound in every good work. A life, oh, Father, how kind, how good, how generous. A life abundant, a life that is blessed. But today, I want to talk about more than blessed. I want to talk about beyond blessed. 
I want to show you something so powerful. Something three times bigger and better than blessed. And I want to show you what happens in the hands of Jesus that's beyond blessed. And so, I want to take us to Mark chapter 14 and verse 22. Last night we were able to share communion with with, uh, Brother Gabe and it was real precious. And then we took a second communion for the persecuted church. Sort of like, I was sort of like imagining I was next to a brother somewhere in, in a prison or a sister in a box somewhere who's persecuted, but having communion and remembering, you know, all that Jesus has done for us, remembering what ties us all together. It was real special. And Gabe last night read, I think, from Matthew's version. But I want to read this from Mark's version. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread after blessing it. Broke it. And gave it. He blessed it. Then he broke it. And then he gave it. Blessed is wonderful. But blessed, broken, and given is exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond wonderful. In Mark chapter 14... In verse 3, Jesus was in Bethany. He was in the home of Simon, a man Jesus had healed of leprosy. And as he was reclining at the table, a woman came into the house holding an alabaster flask. It was with the highest quality of fragrant and expensive oil. She walked right up to Jesus and with a gesture of extreme devotion, she broke the flask and poured out the precious oil over his head. What a blessing to own such an expensive alabaster box of precious ointment. What a blessing to have such a possession. But how far beyond that blessing was the eternal memorial that Jesus gave her when she broke it and poured it over his body? She shows us an example of beyond blessed. There is a beauty in brokenness. A beauty that filled the entire room with a fragrance that was beyond description. Her blessing was broken and given. 
poured out. And Jesus' body was anointed for burial. And her temporal blessing became her eternal memorial. What she had was such a treasure that when she did the unthinkable, oh no, you can't give that. No, no, what are you thinking? That, that may, that's, when she did that, it caused such a stir in the room. Yeah. And everyone was saying, no, 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 what are you doing? What are you, no, 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 what are you doing? And Jesus silenced everybody in the room. And he said in verse 9, assuredly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be told as a memorial to her. She was blessed. But when that blessing was broken and given, that temporal treasure has become an eternal memorial. See, there's blessed. And that's us. But there is beyond blessed. I can be blessed with a wonderful place to live and a wonderful car to drive and a wonderful uh, opportunity to travel and see, well, used to. I, I can be blessed and yet not broken, not given. Jacob was blessed, but he was the bane of his brother Esau. He, Esau, in, in Genesis 27 and verse 41, Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing. He hated him. And Esau, Esau, uh, which his father had blessed him with. And Esau said to his heart. Esau takes up this oath in his heart. And he says, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. My dad, he's old. And he's going to die. And then he said this, then I will kill my brother. He spoke that inner vow in his heart and he hated him. But Jacob was blessed. So Jacob fled for his life. Smart move. Blessed Jacob fled for his life. But 14 years later, he's coming back home. And he knows that Esau, his brother, is coming with hundreds of men. And all Jacob has is his wives and children. And the most amazing thing happens that day. Fourteen years later, Jacob is now returning. And if you thought he was blessed when he left, buddy, he's returning super blessed. And he sends hundreds of sheep ahead of him. He sends hundreds of goats ahead of him. He, he, sends, he sends donkeys. He sends bulls. He sends cattle and camel all ahead of him. And here comes Esau. Here comes Esau. 
Here comes Esau and his troop. Here comes Esau. And Esau comes across these hundreds of sheep. And he says to the shepherd, whose sheep are these? And the shepherd says, they're yours, my Lord, from your servant Jacob. And he rides further. And all of a sudden, hundreds of goats. And Esau stops and he says, whose goats are these? And the servant says, they're yours, my Lord, from your servant Jacob. And he rides and he sees camels and cattle and, and, and there is a massive stream of blessings. How did Jacob become such a blessing to Esau? Well, the night before God took Jacob in his hands at Peniel and God wrestled him to the ground and broke him. Broke him. A.W. Tozer said, before God can use a man greatly, he must first hurt him deeply. And Jacob was broken in the hands of God. Through that brokenness, God not only changed his name to Israel, but he changed his nature. And now Jacob's returning, not just blessed, but broken and given. Jacob left his home blessed, but he returned beyond blessed. Jacob was blessed, but Jacob did not become a blessing until he was broken and given. In the New Testament, one day up there in the northern Galilee, Luke records the story of Jesus feeding 5,000. And we again see this amazing principle of beyond blessed. In Luke 24 and verse 30, and they sat down to eat, and Jesus took the bread and blessed it. It was in his hands. He blessed it. Then he broke it. And then he gave it to them. It's when he took the bread in his hands and broke it and gave it that the miraculous happened. The bread was blessed. The bread was broken. The bread was given. And 5,000 men plus all of the women and all of the children ate until they were full. Now, John is the only gospel writer that tells us where the bread came from. And in John chapter 6 and verse 9, it says, there's a little boy here. There's a little boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. 
But that's a drop in the bucket for a crowd like this. Amen and amen. You know, of all the people in the New Testament, all the characters, all the stories, all of the amazing events of the New Testament, of all the people in the New Testament, the person I relate to the most is this little boy. Not Peter, not James, not John. I relate to this little boy more than any other character in the New Testament. You see, he and I were probably the same age the first time we heard Jesus speak. He was standing on a small hill and I was standing in a small valley. I was actually in the car park of the church called Valley Baptist Church. Perhaps his mom had sent him with five little loaves and two little fish. Well, my mom had sent me with one little brother and two little sisters. He gave Jesus his basket. I gave Jesus my heart. Jesus took what that little boy gave him and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it and he fed thousands and thousands and thousands. Jesus also took what this little boy gave him, my heart and my life and he has blessed me and he has broken me and he has given me And I also have the testimony of that little boy at the end of the day. At the end of the day, Jesus says in verse 12, gather up the broken pieces. Gather up the fragments. Gather up that which I broke so that nothing is lost. Therefore, they gathered them up and filled 12 baskets with the brokenness, with the fragments of the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. And then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. That little boy whose basket was blessed and broken and given could not possibly carry home the amazing results of his gift given to Jesus that day. It, the leftover pieces of the broken bread would take 12 men to carry home. And that's my testimony as well. That's how my life is blessed as well. A few verses later, After that amazing miracle, Jesus says these astounding words in verse 48. I am the bread of life. And Paul records Jesus' words in 1 Corinthians 11, 24, when Jesus says, take, eat, this is my body, which is 
broken for you. Jesus is the bread that has come down from heaven. Not the manna, the heavenly, the heavenly bread. Jesus descended. He came down the bread from heaven. Paul reminds us of this coming down from this, this great exalted place into this, what the theologians call the kenosis of Christ, the coming down from the glorious, down to the base. And we read this in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made, he, he, he made him equal with God. He makes himself of no reputation. He takes the form of a bond servant, coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbles himself and he becomes obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus descended and Jesus put himself in God's hands and God blessed him and God broke him and God gave him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This missions conference, I'm going to ask you to go beyond blessed. I'm asking you to allow the Holy Spirit to do a fresh work of brokenness in you, and I'm asking him to do a fresh work of brokenness in me. When we are broken, our whole perspective on why we are blessed changes. I pray that God will bless us and break us and give us for multitudes. Blessed is about me. Broken is about others. Given is about justice and Jesus. There is a life beyond blessed. There is a life bigger and better than blessed. It is a life that is blessed, broken, and given. A life that delivers justice and declares Jesus to the world. Pursuing justice and proclaiming Jesus. Justice and Jesus. Justice and Jesus. That's what it means to be given. Jesus said in Matthew 25 and verse 35, justice. Jesus said, I was hungry and you gave me food. I got a little bug here I'm about to eat. I'm going to swallow him. It won't be accidental if I swallow this little bug that's flying around. 
Jesus said, I was hungry, and you gave me food. He said, I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Justice! And James teaches us in chapter 1 and verse 27, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. I cannot think of a greater life in the few short minutes that we get to live on earth than a life that purchases justice and preaches Jesus. And this year, we can bring justice and Jesus to 47 young girls in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the rape capital of the world. And this year, we can bring justice and Jesus to the street kids and Masubu there in Lesotho, which is the murder capital of Africa and the sixth highest murder city on earth. This year, we are bringing justice and Jesus by feeding the poorest of the poor in Liberia and covering the vulnerable children of Burundi with mosquito nets. May the bounty of blessing and the beauty of broken and the grace of given be upon your life. May the bounty of blessing and the beauty of broken and the grace of given be over our church. In so many ways, this is how we purchase justice and proclaim Jesus to the world. I'm going to ask our team to come. I can give because I'm blessed. But there is something greater than blessed. I can do more when I'm blessed and broken and given. Would you bow your heads with me, even there at home, if you don't mind? And let me just pray. Father, I, I can't express how grateful I am to live such a blessed life. Blessed in every way, abundantly blessed. Blessed, Father, beyond anything I could deserve. Just blessed. I'm just so blessed. I live blessed. Thank you for it. But Father, I believe you're speaking to us that there is much more than blessed. There is beyond blessed. And I pray today that you would take this word and do something deep in me. Do something deep in my family. Do something deep in our church that we would not only know the, beauty, the bounty of blessing, but we would also know this beauty of this fragrance of broken. And that, Lord, we could be like that woman who exchanged 
something very precious, something very costly, something, you know, an amazing piece of uh, art or, or work. Or, and yet she could have died owning that. Instead, she broke that. And she poured it out. And that which was only valuable for a few minutes on this earth was turned into a memorial forever. I just pray I would not die with a bunch of treasures. I pray that when I'm gone, Lord, they're not going to find a storeroom full of all the things I've collected on earth. I pray you would help me, Father, to not only be blessed, but broken and given. In Jesus' name.